Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. And a quick heads up to kick off the, po- the podcast today. This will be our last podcast of the week this week. Uh, we're going to be on the road through the weekend. Uh, we should be back here with you either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. As always, we appreciate you tuning in here with us. Kim and I both, we love what we do, so we're going to miss not being here for a couple days as well. Uh, but with that said, we picked a pretty good day to call it the last one of the week for this podcast as the rally off of Monday's what we're looking like now, capitulation lows, that rally continued today. All of our major indexes finished higher on the day today. They've now gained back all of their losses from Friday and Monday and then some uh, in the last two sessions here. And today we finished right about at the highs of the session as well for our major indexes, for our major uh, sectors that we watch as well. So really a pretty strong day all around today for our markets. The Russell 2000 continues to lead the way off of the Monday lows up 1.8% on the day today to 2,234. And interesting to see the Russell 2000 leading the way. It was our only major index on the most recent sell-off to hit correction territory. That 10% really more of a measure than anything else. It doesn't tell you anything other than that arbitrary number of 10% being a correction. Anybody who tells you that it means something significant um, is more probably a hype person than anything. Charles Payne talks about it all the time. I love the way he just roasts people who love to pick these arbitrary numbers. Like 10% means a correction. 20% means a bear market. Uh, They're just levels. Nothing more to it than that. But it was also our most oversold index. That's a little bit more important on a technical level here. So now that we've gotten over the sell-off and it was our most oversold index, we see it from here as having more room to run. We were followed there by the NASDAQ uh, really charging into the close to finish up 0.92% to 14,631. Next up was the Dow up 0.83% to 34,798. And just, wow, on on the Dow here after having, you know, looking at, it didn't close at that level earlier in the week, but almost had a thousand point loss on Monday. Now, with another day like today, a little bit more so really a day like yesterday, we're back at all-time highs in the Dow. A really impressive last two days for our markets. And lastly here, the S&P 500 up 0.82%, right in the range of the Dow to 4,358. And technically here, looking good as well. The S&P has really had an interesting pattern so far this year. It is now hit its 50-day moving average for the sixth time this year. A big repeating pattern here. If you've tuned in with us, you know that we love repeating patterns. Every time that the S&P has hit its 50-day moving average, so far in 2021, it's gone on to some pretty impressive gains 
after that, uh, we expect that trend to continue as well. And then a few other side notes for our markets, the VIX, uh, what a huge down two days for the VIX. Actually, I would love to see exactly how much is down from the highs of on, uh, on Monday. Down rough, almost roughly 27% from its highs on Monday. And that's important. And I bring it up because we've seen another pattern here as well. And that is higher, uh, <clears throat> lower highs and lower lows from the VIX. And that repeating pattern has gone back to its peak from March of last year. Uh, so again, down 9% on the day today, back down uh, below 20 as it was yesterday to a 17 now on the VIX. Bonds did rise a little bit, you know, just like we saw earlier this year when everyone was freaking out about bonds going higher, getting back to 2% really quick, and then saw the freak out in the other direction. Well, how low can bonds go? Uh, you know, It'd probably be healthy for our markets for them to stabilize somewhere in this level. But bond yields were up uh, almost 6% on the day-to-day for the 10-year. But folks, you know our primary themes here. Overall for this bull market, we're only in the infancy of this bull market. Just year two now of the new bull market. Remember, the last one lasted 10 years plus. And on average, though, bull markets last five years. So it's just in year two here, we are still in the infancy of this bull market. And with $30 trillion plus in global liquidity from both fiscal and monetary policy, with likely more on the way, it doesn't, that as much as they talked about tapering or raising interest rates, it really does not look like either one of those are on the horizon right now. So we could see additional liquidity pumped into the system and we continue to see this as the market having a long way to run here. If you've tuned in with us, you know some of our predictions such as the Dow Jones 75,000 and the Nasdaq at 30,000 before this bull run is over. Also, we know that the market doesn't peak until earnings peak, historically. And we believe that we have a long way to go before that happens. Uh, And by a long ways to go, I don't mean Q3 or Q4 earnings of this year, as some people, some analysts have predicted or put out there that, you know, we might start to slow around that time. And and maybe we will compared to Q1 and Q2 earnings. Just look at what happened year over year. Q3, Q4 of last year was already reopening in the economy. And then Q1 and Q2 of last year just obliterated by coronavirus insanity. So definitely Q1 and Q2 of this year should have massive beats. But we think it's going to continue into Q3 and Q4 as well. So let's take a look at how Q2 earnings have been shaping up so far. And thanks to the great work of the people at Earnings Scout, so far, 72 S&P 500 companies have reported Q2 earnings. Of those 72 companies, 89% have beat on earnings per share estimates with huge beats by an average of 19.25%. Just incredible. And actually, maybe even more incredible, that brings the total earnings per share growth up nearly 120% since Q2 of last year. Incredible. And of course, 
We've talked about it here before as well. The year-over-year numbers will be skewed because of how bad last year was with coronavirus insanity, but still incredible bounce back from earnings. Also, 83% of those 72 S&P 500 companies have also topped sales estimates. And another incredible number here, they've done so on 16% growth. That is four times the normal rate of growth uh, for sales estimates. So just amazing. Overall, you know our view here, this market wants to keep going higher. And we'll use oversold pullbacks like we just got, taking our markets from extreme overbought levels all the way on, on indexes like the Russell 2000 to extreme oversold. Those pullbacks need to be bought. And also when you see extreme fear levels in the market, that is the time to be greedy when others are fearful. Uh, and after the two, huge two-day rally we just had, there was so much fear in the market. The fear and greed index, remember, hit a 16 on Monday. That is its lowest level since coronavirus insanity. It did get all the way down to like a one or a two during March of last year. But yesterday, got back up to a 20. After another big day rally, you'd expect to see it maybe a little bit higher, still only at a 24 here, folks. That is still at extreme fear readings on the fear and greed index. Uh, I said on Monday's podcast that with the fear and greed hitting such a low level, it felt like capitulation. And so far, that has been the case here. But even going in to the sell-off before last week, just a week ago, the fear and greed was at a 34. So it really wasn't like folks were were, uh, were getting greedy at all. Really, investors had one foot out the door of this market before the sell-off. That's just not the sign of a market top. Markets top uh, when we're at extreme greed for weeks on end, pullbacks, mean nothing. Everyone's shouting, buy the dip, buy the dip. Even the most uh, outspoken bears turn and say, buy the dip. That's just not what we're seeing right now. Uh, So again, at a 24 today, still at extreme fear. Again, now is the time to buy when others are fearful. Now, next up here, let's take a look at our internals on the day, because this was a factor last week leading up to the sell-off that did have us worried about the markets. And it's quickly turning around here. We finished positive across the board today for the internals advances, beating out declines nicely here, roughly three to one positive combined for the NYSE and NASDAQ. New 52-week highs and lows came in positive today. Not the huge beats that we've seen before, but still compared to new lows, solid numbers, Across the board, four to one positive on the day for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. And then lastly here, volume, one of our most important ones uh, that we've been paying attention to the last few days here, because yesterday's performance in volume we saw as key. The New York Stock Exchange had a 89.4% upside volume day yesterday. Now, very close to the 90% mark of upside volume, which Technicians see as an important indicator called a bullish thrust on volume. 
You really want to see back-to-back days of that if you can. We didn't quite get there today, but we still saw an 84% upside volume on the NYSE today. So a strong day here again. Also, very strong day. Even really right about the same on the NASDAQ as well. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with 8 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day today. And before today, after Monday at least, energy was down over 9% as a sector in just the last five trading days. Bouncing back big today, oil prices up big as well. I'll get to that here in a second. But energy leading the way higher up 3.5%, followed there by financials, materials, industrials, and tech. And speaking of tech, the semis. Exactly what you want to see here. Outperforming tech on the day by roughly three to one. Huge day for the semis. Also finishing at the highs of the day of 2.87%. Exactly what you want to see if you're bullish on this market. Bringing up the rear for the leaders, uh, I mentioned it only because it hit an all-time high, was healthcare hitting an all-time high today. So our first sector back to those all-time high levels. Our laggards on the day were utilities, real estate, and consumer staples. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch, gold slightly lower on the day, now down about four-tenths of 1% to 1,804 an ounce. Silver up nicely here, now up 1.39% to $25.34 an ounce. Copper up just over half a percent to $4.28 a pound. Oil, as I mentioned earlier, rallying back big after its sell-off to start the week. It broke below $70 a barrel, now back above that level, up 4.46% now on the day to $70.20 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin, which had a lot of people worried here when it broke below 30,000. A lot of a lot of people were saying that once it broke below that level, uh, that it was going to be look out below from there. Uh, we may not be out of the woods yet on Bitcoin, but we got a big up day today. Now up roughly 6% to 31,630 of Bitcoin. So able to reclaim that 30,000 spot there be important to see it hold. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. Uh, Like I said, we are going to be off for the next couple of days. So any questions you have, send them over our way to support at VRAinsider.com. We'll get back to you as soon as we can here. But thank you again for tuning in. As always, you can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. Uh, Come join us. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.